Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Reveille, reveille, donks. Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. So fresh and so clean. Would you have a gander at this? Welcome, everybody. It is the 10th of January, 2022. It's time for Morning Combat. Uh, this is Brian Campbell. I'm Luke Thomas. We're the host of this. We're from CBS Sports and Showtime. And this, Brian Campbell, is the brand new studio. Yeah, this is what success looks like. This is what being at the top <laughs> of your award-winning profession looks like. Luke will be teaching community college classes after this. That's, That's why right. he's dressed like this. But uh, we are back to debut here in Jersey City. Uh, blown up like you thought we would. Call the crib, though, Luke. Same number. Same uh, bomb shelter, same but new set. And uh, officially, we'll be moving down the street later this year. But yeah. this is the brand new set right here. And it is, Luke. Our producers and directors, which is normally a wild mix of unprofessionalism, mm -hmm. they rallied to curate at least my half of this set yes. to my exact specific uh, personality and disorders. Yes. yes. For some reason, they've given you twice the amount of set that they've given me, uh, which I don't quite understand. And then the other part that's kind of interesting is that they asked for a list of books that I wanted on my bookshelves. They literally yeah. didn't get a single one right. Well, we <laughs> I didn't ask for not one of these books. Now, you can see over this, no, sorry, this shoulder, they did get the DC flags right here. All right, sure I'll take that. You sure that's not that. Armenia? It looks close, Luke. I'm sure you're an idiot. I know that. Uh, that's a fact. You put a flag up with your stupid face on it. Trying to be um, cultured here. Anyway, <laughs> so they got that part right. That's nice. And we made a trade earlier. I got a bell. You have an AEW belt on yours. Yeah. You, can you show the right. folks that? Can they see it? They, they can't, can't see quite it. see they it because of the way it. the camera no. angle works. But We're going to move the shit around, Luke. Have yeah. fun with it, okay? But this is the beginning of, of our future, which is going to be very successful. And, Luke, the more that people nominate us for awards, I think the more our, our fan base is going to vote us in, right? Looking good so far. Pretty, pretty promising results on that front. All right, so we have a lot to get to today. There are The fights are finally kicking back into gear. Obviously, he was on one of them for Friday's Showbox card. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the week, or I'll start the show. But we'll talk about fights that are taking place a little bit later in the week with the UFC getting back to action this weekend. We'll talk about some fight uh, news and some dropouts. We'll do some, we'll, uh, what are we going to call them? Quick hitters we'll do as well yeah, today. Yeah, we'll look at some shit, too. We'll look at some shit. We'll do your questions. Thumbs up on the video if you are watching on YouTube. Hit subscribe. If you are listening on a podcast platform, please give us a nice review on Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever that may be. And we'll promise you things we'll never deliver on as you help us scam the algorithm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Remember we were going to give out some Yeah, we were going to give $50 yeah. to nice reviews. We didn't do that. <laughs> we just lied. So... I think we should do that, but that's actually not up to us. It's up to Mikey. Um, don't we have to tell people to vote for the next award, Luke? I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Go to, what was it? Podcast. Sports Podcast Awards. Sports Podcast Awards? Dot com. Obviously, we are very plugged in on all the things that Can we uh, drop the lower on. third for it right here. 
Let's see. Let's see how long it takes. Let's see. We got, they got a lot of new bail. There, there it is. Go. There we go. Sports Podcast Awards. Uh, we're up for Best Combat Sports Podcast against the likes of uh, Tris Dixon's Boxing Stories, Ariel Hawani's MMA Hour. Uh, I don't know, Chris Jericho's, uh, whatever he calls that thing. So He's Luke- got a Combat Sports Podcast? Oh, yeah. It's really good, though. Really good. Wait, when you just say combat sports, do they mean pro pro well, wrestling? No, most of it is like alien theories and UFOs and rock and roll and stuff. Sounds but, uh, great. Yeah, I think we can beat all of them, Luke. I, you know, because right now we are riding something called momentum. Do you remember McGregor in 2015, 2016? I sure do. Momentum. Do you remember MK in 2022? Momentum, bro. All right. I'm at the point where I could throw any dad joke out there and it'll hit, Luke. Yeah, it'll, you're doing pretty good. You're really, just, you yeah. are certainly riding a high note. I have to say that as well. And it's um, not the Delta Eights. It's not the Delta Eights, yes. although they, although a cameraman over here. Oh yeah, Jesus oh, yeah. Christ! I mean, they're just falling out of his pocket. There's so as he much walks Jersey in this room, right? It's just, it just reeks. Is that out. why I got lice already? I couldn't believe it. Amazing. All right. Well, is the COVID producer is here somewhere? She's probably checked out. Who knows? Uh, with that in mind, are you ready to get the show started? Yeah. Do, do, do you want to just take one more second? Just, just. I gotta say, you're, a, you're really. Taking it all in. You were having a moment over there, huh? I mean, you remember what our first set looked like, Luke. Oh, it, it was I like a recall. juvenile detention center, basically. <laughs> I mean, look at us now, right? I know. Actually, the first episode of this show was actually Orange is the New Black. <laughs> we were just in prison doing it there. Uh, yeah, no, this is great. This is amazing. And this is, as you indicated, we're probably going to, you know, tinker with the format a little bit here and make things a little bit better. Looks like, yeah, I'm going to add at least some part of my personality. Although that, that book called Chinese Boxing looks appealing. Yeah, they can put a book in there, Chinese Boxing, like... I mean, okay. I guess I'll never read that. All right. With that in mind, BC, you ready to get the show started? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Topic number one, I believe I'll go to this one. So right after the show on Friday, news broke. So this is not actually new news, but it is important news, and we've not reacted to it yet, that Max Holloway would not be fighting Alexander Volkanovsky at their upcoming third bout to decide one of the most important fights in featherweight history. He is injured. He will not be taking place. So, they're looking for a replacement. Now, some of these guys threw their name in the hat, BC. Some of them had their names sort of introduced as part of being involved in the news cycle. Here's the question we're going to start with today. I'm going to read you these names. Josh Emmett, Korean Zombie, Yair Rodriguez, Charles Oliveira, and Henry Cejudo. These are the five names that have kind of been circulating around Alexander Volkanovsky, who is trying to stay on the same competitive frequency at the Ooh, same also, timeline. Before you tee this up, Volkanovsky, did you see the cryptic tweet he had that, that involved the word lightweight? Because the reason why Charles Oliveira is on this list is because he came out and said, look, I, I, can, I can make 145 easy. Yes. I'll move down and fight for the second title. Why would Volkanovsky tweet something about lightweight? Is there a possibility for him to move up to, to try to fight for a second title? Maybe, but for now, I think he's trying to defend his featherweight belt. So let's stick with that for just a moment if we can. BC, of the five names I read, <clears throat> let us assume to start this conversation that you could make all five of those fights equally. Yes. Which one should UFC make? You're not going to want to hear my answer. I'm asking you because I want to hear your answer. I was just going to wait till like the staff could. Yeah, just, I mean, if they can know, talk they... more, that'd be great. But, I like that uh, they moved the control room from the control room yeah. to like right here. Like, Guys, right... we're going to actually come from the other side of closed doors. We're just going to keep talking the same. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, it's Henry Cejudo, because here's the deal. When a fight falls out like this, you, in, in, in best case scenario, would go to the next 
most deserving, obvious big name. I think at this point in this division, with Ortega having lost and a little bit of a reshuffling here, it's a deep division, there's many big names, but I don't think there's that one name who deserves it most above all others. So to fill time, Luke, to still have a co-main event or pay-per-view main event, you have the opportunity of kind of breaking glass and bringing in celebrity. That's what this Henry Cejudo fight is. It wouldn't disrupt the... This, the momentum of the top of the division, as we're seeing at Bantamweight, where there's more of a roadblock, it's like, can we just get that Sterling rematch all you know done with already? I think it is creative, fun matchmaking. I think Cejudo has done a great job making his brand as large as it can be by walking away at the peak of his powers when he won the second title and it was seemingly sort of in control. Um, him coming back is creative, fun. It. It just seems to be the, the perfect fight to make in this scenario because it gives Volkanovski a potential new Hall of Fame name to add on his resume if he wins, and he should be the favorite. So I don't, I don't think it's one of those situations where it's a more difficult fight. I think it's a unique special fight, Luke, in this case. Why do you hate that so much? What is the difference in your mind between a unique fight and a special fight, since you said there's a difference between them? Um, did I say there's a difference between those two words? Well, I think I said it's a unique fight. It's help a me understand. So here, this is just what I'm up against. I get with the Henry Cejudo fight, why there is, uh, why there's momentum behind it, to borrow your description earlier. And the reason why is largely, as best I can tell, an argument about possibility and marketing hype that doesn't have much to do with what could actually happen. Folks say he's got a shot to beat Volkanovsky. Okay, how? What is the path to victory for Henry Cejudo? Because what it looks like to me is that he's waving... Uh, a flag out there saying, pay attention to me on the sidelines. Yes. It's an interesting moment. He does have the great pedigree, but I've yet to see someone connect the dots to the next phase, which is, of the five names I read, why is his name the one likeliest to attain victory? I haven't it, heard that. It, it allows it to look, even though I could make a great case to, to why he should be in this fight, in the discussion of winning this fight, right? Even though you give him kind of no chance in a lot of ways. And I think you were wrong on that, and that's fine. We got to see it play out. It's a lower risk option for Volkanovsky, but yet, in terms of a last minute thing, it's suddenly a huge deal. So Hudo's a big name, and we've even never seen someone attempt to become a three division champion. I think he's just, meaning Henry has carried the, the curation of his brand and the control over it so perfectly in trying to take back any possible leverage you can get when you're in the star center. When you, when you get your moment, he became a two-division champion. You don't have a lot of leverage in this pay-per-view era, Luke. This was a nice leverage play by him. It's not a huge risk because he's so small for Volkanovski where it's like, I don't, you know, I want to stay in line. And, and you know, it's sort of an event at that regard. And Volkanovski should win, even though I do like Cejudo's chances to compete in there. It's just perfect, Luke, because it doesn't disrupt the overall flow. The point of that is, I love me some Josh Emmett, but do you think he's deserving of a title shot right now? I think the answer is no. No, I love me this some, is a title shot under injury conditions. I love me Korean Zombie, but I don't think he's necessarily deserving right now of this title shot either, because there's no, because there's no one sitting there raising their arms saying, you know, I've been looked over. I don't think you need to go to the level of bringing in Oliveira. I don't think you need to do anything like that. I think Cejudo is the perfect player for this. And Luke, I think you need to wake up to the idea that Volkanovski is the smallest featherweight that he Cejudo is. can fight. Cejudo's wrestling is, is world-class as we know, but his mind and his ability to adapt and game plan, Luke, he's in that fight. He's in that friggin' Dude, fight. Dude, these are just statements you're making that don't mean anything. His ability to do that, you're just saying words without specific references to evidence of him actually accomplishing these things. He okay, does have, you didn't it, see that three-fight stretch he went on when he became kind of like a... I'm not going to say that that stretch uh, aged poorly, because that's not true, but it has not... 
Marlon Marais was beating him up until he wasn't. We know what's happened to him since. Granted, Henry was the first one. It was a tremendous turnaround, up a weight class, blah, blah, blah. <clears> I get the whole story. It's amazing. We did it to TJ. Hard to say exactly what that was given the weight cut, but certainly it was a strong moment for him. And then against Dominic Cruz, that's amazing as well. That's a very, he's, a, he's a formidable fighter. But I'm not sure what you see in there that tells you he's going to give a guy like Volkanovski trouble. I see adaptability. It's a totally different I, When you're fighting Volkanovski, you need to be either on his level IQ-wise, which we found out in the end Max was able to mix the fact that he's all-time great in terms of smartness with his physical advantages and compete in there. You have to be on that level if you're not a big slugger or you're not, you know, this one specific thing. I think Henry Cejudo is on that level. I just think I think, he can I think looking at a guy like Volkanovski, as big as he sort of naturally is, he's a smaller guy, but in terms of his power and his strength, and thinking a smaller guy is the guy to beat him. Not, I actually think it's the bigger guy is the guy to beat him. I, I could see him outworking him. I could see him pushing a pace that he would never be the favorite. I would never pick him to beat Volkanovski, but to act like this would be a one-sided mismatch and maybe shouldn't happen, I think that's the miss on there. All right, so let's talk about some of these other ones here, these names that got put in the list. You, you like Henry Cejudo as the top option. I think we would... Would that be a bigger fight from a box office standpoint than Charles Oliveira going down a weight Slightly class? bigger, yes. But they're pretty comparable. It would be pretty comparable because it's champion versus champion. I know so who was an ex-champion, but still, it's that, that idea that he never lost a belt. He went away on his own terms. Now he's coming back for a third division. That sells just as well as, oh, crap, Charles Oliveira's on this one hell of a run. He's you know kind of cementing his, his own all-time greatness here. What would a win over Volkanovski look like? Whether they did it at featherweight and, and try to cut down and take advantage of this momentum he's on, or whether they did it at lightweight so it was less of a risk for Volkanovski on short notice, you know, meaning he's not going to give up his title. He's just trying to dare to be great. I, I would give that the second option for me because it's such a marquee fight. I, see, I think Oliveira would give Volkanovski some serious problems. Oh, yeah. That, I think that's why you would almost do that at lightweight because you respect everything Volkanovski's accomplished, right. and you're not telling him put up your belt Agreed. against such a dangerous Agreed. guy. Last so you don't minute. want to send him down to 145, even if it's, even though it's a more competitive fight. Perhaps you don't and want to send God, him down to 145. And God, if Volkanovski beat Oliveira for the lightweight belt, then we're talking about you know now, someone all time special. So that leaves Emmett, Zombie, and Rodriguez. Their existing place in the rankings is Zombie is sitting at four. You have Emmett sitting at six, and you have Yair sitting at three. Yair just lost to Max, however, somewhat controversially. Chan Sung Jung, uh, not in the running, obviously. Um, well, why, why do you say obviously? He was the first name that jumped out because he had interest. Volkanovski had interest. Man, UFC I, he wasn't seemed my first to have interest. I'm not saying I want that fight, but if they're going to treat this Luke as a let's just put a band aid on and keep the event going, then maybe Korean Zombie is the name. So if it, you're just trying to keep Volkanovski busy and give him a title defense, and you're not looking to overly book this into something bigger than it doesn't need to be. Volkanovski, uh, then uh, it is Zombie in there, Luke. So Z Zombie got the big win, the rebound over Dan Ige. I guess the question you also have to ask yourself is this question about who should replace who used to be a lot easier 10 years ago. Because 10 years ago, when the pay-per-view model was what it was, where it was highly volatile, it was strongly based on star power, it would change dramatically month to month depending on who was on the card, you had a little bit of an easier time understanding the UFC's options. If there was a, if there was a strong standout number one contender, they obviously would go in that direction, usually. But if it wasn't super strong, and then there was another name circulating that was big, and this is not exclusively true of UFC, this is true generally of promoters who have that kind of model. But I'm just pointing out now with the ESPN model, if you're the UFC, are you saying to yourself, well, wait a second, do we really want this to be like the big sales item on this card? Or do we just want to reward someone who hasn't gotten a title shot yet, who's kind of been waiting a while? Do we want to just create a bunch of sizzle for the pay-per-view audiences? I think the UFC's <clears throat> positioning here in terms of what they want based on the opponent 
should drive some of the discussion about which direction they'll go. I, I agree with you. If they feel that they don't need, if this isn't a card that they need to double down on to get pay-per-view buys, and let's be fair about the reality of where they're at in their financial deal, you see the reporting from the guys like John Nash. What do they get, Luke? A, a base of the equivalent of a 500000 sale pay-per-view in terms of the guaranteed money from ESPN. 500000 buys. The equivalent of 500000 buys from ESPN. So there are cards now, Luke, where you don't have to break glass in case of emergency. So if they just want to move the chains, and this isn't one where, they, where they're aiming to really get a big payback from, then that's why Korean Zombie makes the most sense there, Luke. He's not going to be favored. He's going to make a fun fight the best he can. He's going to lose. But Cejudo is the fun play. Cejudo is the fun play. All right, I'll tell you what I like, and no one seems to like it. I, I grant that this is not a popular idea. Are you going to say Josh Emmett? I am going to say Josh Emmett. And the reason why, Korean Zombie to me, it's like, dude, he got, he got the Danny Gay win is nice. It's a quality win. But there's nothing in there that would tell you he would give Volkanovski any trouble. And more to the point, he got beat by Brian Ortega, so no. And then you got the other name was Yair Rodriguez. That's an interesting one, but the problem. He just lost. He just lost. And here's the problem. As, as, as much as he gave Max Holloway fits, and he did, and I do think he would give, depending how, on, on where it was situated, I think he could give a guy like Volkanovski fits. But the problem is the wrestling. I just feel like Volkanovski would take him down at will and grind the fight out there. That's not that interesting to me. Josh Emmett. I don't think can beat Volkanovski, but the reason why I said it is, one, his time in the sport is limited. It's extremely limited. He's 35, 36. And he's figured out right now how to be as great as he can be, getting through all those injuries. That's it. This is Josh Emmett at his absolute best, or pretty close to it, give or take. Him trying to get in an opportunity like this, I totally understand. And I do think over time, Volkanovski's defensive awareness um, he doesn't really ever over positionally overcommit or get out of position. I think that would be a big deal over time against a guy like Emmett, who blitzes into position a lot. Uh, I think that would wear out its welcome over time, and I think Volkanovski would win. But early on, I actually do think that would be pretty competitive. So for me, if you don't have a need to sell it big time, and maybe you do, but I don't think that they do, you can do right by the division by you keeping a featherweight. You give a shot to a guy who, you're right, doesn't deserve it. I'm not arguing that he does, but I think you can make it competitive and fun does have some danger there. He does have big power. You would agree he has big power. It's not as sexy as Henry Cejudo. I'm not saying that it is. I just feel like it's the right play to do. Will the, will, will the decision here sway anything in your mind in terms of <clears throat> what the UFC looks at Volkanovski as, yeah. as a brand? Yeah, it will. It will tell me a lot. Like, they could, and also what that, they think they could reward him by Cejudo. Cejudo could be his reward. Like, Volkanovski's already fought the hard fights yeah. and, gr and grounded it out and won those. He kind of deserves to get the treatment that Usman got with the uh, rematch with Masvidal. So, Cejudo was doing something interesting. You can't sit on the sidelines and be like, fuck you, UFC. But if you sit on the sidelines and then you kind of just wait for the big fish to drop, and so you're like, oh, I'm going to do you a favor. Mm -hmm. Also, 145, he doesn't have to make weight nearly as difficult. He can make 145, Harry Cejudo, I would imagine, relatively easily. And so for that reason, you would just drop in, I'll do you a favor, I'll do you a solid, Uncle oh, Dana. Yeah. That, that's a little bit different. So if they go that direction, it will also tell you, obviously, what they think about him. Now, if Henry gets that fight, it's, it's red panty night in the Albaracine household. You know what I mean? He's that going to send us so many drunk people. Yeah, uh, real quick, you know what name we're missing from this discussion who would be perfect right now? AJ McKee? No, Zabit. Zabit, yeah. Z good old Zabit. I saw him on Instagram. He's a hairy bastard. I love that guy. Can he? Will he? It's, it's, You're a little higher on Zabit than I am. I I'm, think Calvin Cater has. I'm Delta eight and a half on Zabit. Believe that, all right? You know, I love that man. Look, I think he's. I think he could win the championship if he wasn't so uh, not coming back right now. You know? How many milligrams per gummy on those Delta eights you're chomping on? Uh, that, yeah. All, all, uh, 
all liquid nitrogen here, Luke. All right, all Is that right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I, uh, guessing which way the UFC will go with this. I guess they're going to go the Korean Zombie. I guess they're going to just yeah. say, look, we don't need to overdo this. We don't need that event right now. We, we'll, we'll find a home for Cejudo, and they will eventually. They'll find the right fight. Maybe it comes after, uh, you know, let, let's, let's say, what if Peyotr Jan finally puts his stamp and hold on the Bantamweight division that we all think he could. Even though it's loaded, there's a bunch of deserving people, I think Jan's gonna be the last man standing. Is that a year from now, and then you make Cejudo versus Jan? That'd be a big fight. You could do that. Also, by the way, interestingly, on this card, it's 272 that we're talking about here. This one will be at the T-Mobile Arena on March 5th. It's currently scheduled to have the featherweight and the bantamweight titles up for grabs on the same card. Obviously, Sterling is going to fight Peter Jan. Uh, if Volkanovski stays on that, you probably do need some help selling that, which makes Cejudo's chances of getting picked a little higher. It, a little higher. You know, Oliveira, it's like there's too much business to do at lightweight to, to, totally. to take him out of that. And by the way, he could get hurt going down there, too. I know. And it's like, do they really want the potential reality? I mean, do you think Volkanovski can beat Oliveira at, well, at lightweight? He wouldn't be favored. It'd be an uphill battle. But do you think he can beat Oliveira? Can he beat him? Yes, he can beat him. I would not favor it, but I think he can beat him. Do you think Volkanovski would take the offer from the UFC to fight for the lightweight title and just say, look, if I lose, I lose. I'm still yes. the featherweight king. Not, not a doubt in my mind. Not a, not, a, not a single solitary doubt in my mind. In part because he's a competitor, he in part because smoke. he's a businessman. Yeah, but like us, he wants that shit, right? He wants that smoke! Yeah. Wants uh, that you know one of our listeners, Goran? I, Ivan Isovich? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's friends with... Uh, Friends with uh, Volkanovski. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Goran down under. Goran. Right. <coughs> yeah. uh, okay. I don't know what that means. Does that mean he, you know, puts puts on the ball cream after practice? I don't know. The ball deodorant. Maybe <laughs> he gets the lawnmower from. <laughs> Maybe he manscapes it. Maybe yes. he manscapes. All right. Topic number two here. We stay with UFC. So this weekend, the fights return to action. We are back at the UFC Apex for UFC Fight Night, whatever the fuck it is. But in the main event, speaking of the featherweight division, it is one hell of a contest as Giga Chikadze tries to enter the top five by taking on, I won't say perennial top ten talent, but certainly a guy who's been at the top of this division now in recent years in Calvin Cater. Okay, BC. Yeah. Here is the question relevant to this discussion. What does the winner here, in either case, Chikadze or Cater, what does the winner get with a victory? What do they prove? I think there's a there's a much larger upside in Chikadze winning this in terms of what he can do with it. Luke, could Giga Chikadze become the next Zabit? Meaning that sort of aura over him, this mystery man that when he does fight for a title, hey man, maybe he's got a shot at doing this. You know, Maybe he's that sort of Swiss army knife that could take hold of the division. Is that on the table for Giga with a win this big? Because I think, full respect to Calvin Cater, he had sort of hit his apex entering the Holloway fight. And he lost, like, you know, dramatically bad. He's not getting a title shot off this win. He buys time. He's a player. But this, to me, is about Chikadze potentially, you know, taking off. Do you see him in the same category as Sarukian and these other guys that, you know, the Ankolaev, uh, uh, who's uh, Habib's new boy, Islam? Makachev. Uh, is, is Chikadze in that category? Because if he gets a win here, Luke, he could be taking Zabit's thunder of what was left in terms of that guy. That guy in the top five. So I think if Chikadze wins, Chikadze is currently sitting at eight, Cater sitting at five. So if you're Chikadze, there's a decent chance you can enter the top five with this win. No, That's you will. You will. Part, okay. In all likelihood, you certainly will. So there's that, number one. Number two, 
you know, you could argue this is the most quality opponent Chikadze has beaten to date if he gets his hand raised. Damn right. So you've got Cub Swanson and you've got Edson Barboza on the ledger, and those are impressive, but that's not quite the same as somebody who I think is as battle-tested and, and talented as a guy like Cater is. But I think more than that, dude, it has started before the fight with Cub Swanson. Giga Chikadze lost. He got choked out on the Contender Series. Folks forget this for some reason. And he had to go back to the Gladiator Challenges of the world to get back on track, and he did. And his first few fights in UFC, they were like, I think the first two were like split decisions, and he was grinding them out. He was winning, but he was grinding them out. And now, dude, he has figured out <clears throat> his offensive tempo, his rhythm, what rounds are supposed to are look like. Are you going to answer my question, though? I'm telling you, I think Giga Chikadze not only gets into the top five with this and gets the signature win of his career to this point, but on top of that, he becomes your dark horse contender for Volkanovski. All you had to say was DC, he's the next to beat. That's all you had to say. He's taking that spot. What does that spot mean? That means that top you're the mysterious yeah. man of intrigue that may, may or may not completely take over this division. I don't think a loss for Chikadze is all that bad. Is a loss for Cater that bad? Are their losses equivalently? No, bad? because I think a loss for I think a loss puts Cater where he is at this point in his career, Luke. He's a he's a hard out in the back end of the top ten. You're still that guy if you lose this. And you what know is, it. Okay, so what does Cater get if he wins? Like I like I said earlier, Luke, I, I don't think he advances much. I think he buys more time in this area, but I think long term this is who he's gonna be. He's gonna be that that tester. I think we saw the very best of him and and he was the best of him entering the max fight. And I think we found out where it's seen. I mean, I, we, we should just say this out loud. We have not seen Calvin Cater since the Max Holloway fight. What condition is he going to be? And now, obviously, I'm, he trains really hard. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Or I'm sure he is in good shape. I don't have any issues or worries about his cardio, per se. But you are talking about this is not just me on my hobby horse about, like, I don't like let fights go too long. The way in which Cater lost to Holloway is about as bad as you can lose absent getting stopped. Um, in fact, it's arguably worse, because if I one-punch ring BC on the jaw, and he goes down face first, but then gets up, no big deal. But if I kind of just bang on him for five rounds, that's much more damage handing out. So we're talking about a guy who got a historic, a historic beating, where Max Holloway was talking to the commentators while smashing his face. You remember a minute ago when I tried to make that same point? You were just like, yeah, 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 on to my next point. And then you just made my point. That's what it's, this it was show was great. all about. It was great, Luke. Okay. I got to launder your yeah. points. Wow. But anyway, you get the idea. Yeah, I got, I, I, I got the idea. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, what are your expectations? What do you think when it's all said and done? Whether he gets his hand raised or not, how bad... How much of a detour was the Holloway fight? I don't think it was a detour. I think it was us finding out and him finding out where he's at. No, 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 but you could be that before the fight. I'm talking about what does that accumulated damage <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's going to send him back. He's going to have a, a two, three, four fight stretch left as a gatekeeper for the top ten, Luke. Okay, and he's a tough ass out, and he's still got something left in there. But we can't act like we didn't find out who he was from that Max fight, and we can't act like, like you, to your point, the Max fight isn't going to take anything out of him. It's going to age him Fairly significant. Yeah, I mean, his only losses in UFC were to Hanato Moicano, and then there's a beat fight. There's a beat fight, you know, was not, uh, it wasn't a super, you know, weathering fight. It was just sort of pretty standard. But there's no harm done. If this is his plateau and we're not putting it on him, go rally back. I love it. Yeah. But if that's his plateau on an ABC main event against a former champion, I mean, that's a, that he made it. He made it pretty damn far, yeah. Luke. But you can't convince yourself he's coming over the top of Chikadze here. You can't. Um, I think there's too many questions surrounding a guy like Cater, to your point, that 
picking him outright, especially given the run that Chikadze is on and the stakes that are involved, it's extremely difficult for me to pick Calvin Cater. And I do worry about what not stopping that fight might have done to him long term. This will be the first time we get a real clear sense of of that. And, dude, you know, they didn't just give him a tough opponent or a high-ranking opponent. They did do that. They, they, they gave him that. But in giving him Giga Chikadze, they gave him just a guy who, who fights mean. There are certain fighters who are just mean with their punishment and ruthless with their efficiency. And that is exactly what a guy like Giga Chikadze is. So, like, to go from the Max Holloway fight and then into a Chikadze fight, as Chikadze is surging, this is out of the frying pan into the fire, BC. That's how the UFC does it. I saw you having a conversation there with the uh, with the crew here while I just did the He wasn't one. speaking loud enough. He's sitting right there. He basically can just be like, what yo, BC, issue? I think it's something with my earpiece. But look, you need some earpiece control. Yours is hanging out of that. I know, it doesn't work for And you don't have cauliflower air as an excuse like our camera guy Mark does, you know? Yeah, but he's got Delta 8s all in his <laughs> All right, with that out of the way, let's go to topic number Yo, three. Yo, Mark wears that shit like a badge, though, BC, right? I know you are pumped for this fight, so it's slated for UFC 271. How about a heavyweight banger fest? Derek Lewis is going to take on Tai Tuivasa. BC, let's start from the Australian side of things. How would Tuivasa's career change if he beat Derek Lewis? Uh, like us, debuting this new set, Big time, Luke. He's on his way. He's making it. But tell me the truth here, Luke. And this is probably the right test given to Ivasa's win streak. But this ain't Augusto Sakai. When you saw this matchup, were you were you the same as me? Like, oh shit, he deserves this, but they're gonna get our boy hurt. Like they're you know what I mean? like like this is. Well, there are some times where you'll see like a Derek Lewis fight. Like a, I don't even know if this fight happened anymore. Maybe it did. I can't remember. Has Derek Lewis ever fought like Marcin Tybura or something? Yeah, Latifi. He's yeah. he's had a so few you'll of those. see. You'll take a guy who's like kind of upper end in the division, just sort of cycle through somebody's name, and then they get to him. This doesn't feel like that. This feels like a purposeful collision. Absolutely, and it's the right fight. Like to be fair, like with the uh, Christakis fight, who just fought Derek Lewis, correct? I'm not uh, mis- yes, misremembering right. this. It was the right fight in his sort of, okay, if you're going to be that dude, if you're going to you know, dance with the upper core, you got to get past a guy this dangerous. For Tui Vasa, Luke, I love the improvement in fitness. I've heard the interviews in which he basically said, look, before I wasn't that focused and didn't care as much. Now I'm trying. You love to see when a fighter, especially a fun fighter who can get behind like this, wakes up and says, no, I, wa- I want to be dare to be great. I want to find out how great I am. I'm just not convinced his ground game, his gas tank, his... You know, adaptability, sure, sure he can bang, but can he bang for, for three rounds, you know, four rounds and make adjustments and stuff? I don't think it's on that level. I think eventually, if you're not on that level, Derek Lewis is going to catch you. So I got fears for Tui Vasa, but this is going to be a fun-ass fight that we have to be there for. We got to be, whether we're there or not, we got to be, you know, Luke, this 49 times maybe? This is going to be fun. This, this might be, get 50. Yeah, I mean, this fight's going to be fun. But uh, what do you do if your team to Ivasa? Oh, so Shit in a shoe and eat it? What do you do here, Luke? If he yeah. wins? No, if you to, to get ready mentally for this. To... So let's talk about who beats him or who has beat him, which may not be relevant, but at least is what we have. He has the JDS loss, which he lost via TKO back in 2018. He has the Blagoy Ivanov loss, which was That's decision. a bad loss, bro. And then he got arm triangle choked by Sergei Spivak. That seemed to me like the bottom for him. That was in Melbourne, Australia, by the and way. And he was fat, too, in those fights. Yes. So since then, he's beaten Stefan Struve, Harry Hunsucker. That's a real <laughs> fighter. That's a real fighter. Greg Hardy. And Sounds like the most... name of our merch guy, right? Ra- Raymond Dunzelmaker? Yeah. Every time we're on the call on Zoom, BC slightly changes his name. He's like, all right, so uh, is RJ Rumpelstiltskin there? 
And then next time, you're like, all right, is RJ Rumpelforst yeah, in there? Yeah, Rowan Gartner, yeah, all right, yeah. You're like, you're just going to call him names for your genitals from now on? All right. <laughs> then he beat Greg Hardy, and then the most important one, as you indicated, was Augusto Sakai. Can you infer anything from the th nature of the three losses, Ivanov, De Dos Santos, and Spivak? Yeah, the same sort of things that we're talking about. And can we get somebody to fix this? Because now I'm, con you know, I'm, I'm all like it. You know, I'm, I'm... Hey, act like you've been here before. All right, sorry about that. Uh, so, you know, Luke... He, he, he's rebuilding the intangible things that'll need to be there if he's going to end up being a title contender, the, the, the want, the focus, the fitness, all that stuff, Luke. But he doesn't have a real evolved game. He's still playing one note, one fun, big-ass note. But Derek Lewis blows that note much, you know, at a much higher level and yeah, volume. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think we learn anything from those losses because he's not that guy who's not trying as much. But um, would you be... Would you be Largely surprised if this was if this turned out to be the Tai Tuivasa career-changing moment and he gets a victory. I'd be I mean, a little be, bit surprised. That, it'd be very surprising. I, I think a guy with power like that, you could never say. Are you guys trying to come over to here to him so I should monologue? Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> we should we can get Nolan on here. Yo, he's been in the weight room. Yeah, he he's always been in the weight room. The thing about Nolan though, like Chewbacca, yo, he's about it. You know what I mean? Like. Shit goes down, the sound guy Nolan. What have you done that you've called Nolan for backup? <clears throat> yo, you could just tell. Did you shoplift again? I, yo, those power crystals get and up you called him when you shat yeah, yourself? You could just tell. All right. Dad! <laughs> um, yes. Tie winning is in play, but it would require something of him, true or false, that he has not shown yet. Yeah, that's a great way to sum it up, Luke. And He's got the power. Absolutely. But the thing is, Derek Lewis doesn't, he, he can get a fatigue KO, but he doesn't, like, get in slugfest and get knocked out. That's the thing. So, he has. He doesn't anymore. Right. This sort of dialed-in version of Derek Lewis, and he's, to his credit, he stayed at a fairly high level. I mean, he's, he's coming on right now, so to speak, Luke. So, yes. I, I mean, you know, you're not going to outpoint. Is he? I mean, is Tai Tuivasa going to outpoint Derek Lewis in his first five-round fight? No, no. Luke. I mean, this no. is the problem with fighting Derek Lewis at this stage of the game. Derek Lewis, by the way, still not old himself in the division. Not Tai Tuivasa, 28, but... I think he's like 34, 35, something like that. He's not that old for, for heavyweight. And then to that point, dude, he now has, we talked about it with the Chris Dawkins fight, dude, a guy like Derek Lewis can say what he wants, can pretend to be something he's not. Derek Lewis is not just a heavy-handed fighter. He is a smart fighter. He is a clever fighter. He is a fighter. 36, excuse me. Still, young, hardly young. old. And at 36, with all this experience in the division, he is a fighter who sets traps. He sets traps and he orders the fight and pushes it towards his strengths. He knows what he can do. He is very conscious of what he cannot do and tries to have a fight where it's only on one circumstance and not the other. And I should point out, in his division for his career, has been, generally speaking, quite successful at that with some noteworthy exceptions. Derek Lewis has won five of six, the only loss being to Cyril Ghosn, who may or may not become the full champion soon. Does he get a title shot with a win here over Tuivasa? See, that's the like, problem. Like, that's not completely out of play. The problem, this is, Der Derek Lewis has kind of replaced Curtis Blades as the guy who's not <clears> quite <throat> the guy. Yep. Uh, in this division. Uh, Blades can get it back, but cur currently I think Derek I mean, Derek Stipe's Lewis... going to still be in front. He might get a Stipe fight from this. Would you, you'd get sliced up for Stipe versus Derek Lewis. Yes. Yes, I would worry if I was Lewis about the wrestling from Stipe. That would be a problem. But Stipe's older now, so... You can, you can knock him out with a jab if you're in Ghana. Well, that's in Ghana. I mean, that's, 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 that's both of big friends. Yeah, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. But, um, but yeah, so to me, if Taito Ivasa got this win, I won't... I don't know if I'd say changing of the guard or something. I don't know if it's quite that exactly. But that would be, I mean, signature win 
for sure. And to do it firmly, unless Lewis just says, fuck it, let's brawl, which I don't think he quite will. Um, not, not, not that way, anyway. This, it, it's going to require a certain measure of growth from Tuivasa that uh, is, is, uh, he hasn't shown yet. Speaking of Ty, and this is not some continued joke, you know, talking about him shitting his pants, but Luke, did you see that after his last win, do you remember he did a bunch of shoeies, and then on his way down the aisle, he did a final shoeie, and he was like, he couldn't see, he was like blinded. Somebody put Tabasco sauce in the shoe. And, <laughs> that's what you get. You think I feel bad for him? That, I don't. If, you know, went into his eyes I and don't. stuff, and uh, that's gross. Do you, like, what are the odds that he's accidentally picked up other fluids that he didn't intend to by doing so many shoeies? Like, has he ever eaten jizz or something? I, you know, I wasn't going to say that, right? I was going to say, like, you know, what if just some nondiscreet guy shows up from halfway across the country? He's like, hey, I made you this land Should the fans you know I mean? get on Reddit and say Brian Campbell says Tai Tuivasa eats jizz? No, so no. But, you know, did you when you ate that? When you ate that... Uh, land Jaeger? Yeah. yeah. Land jizzer? Uh, I mean, it was good, though, right? It was tasty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Creamy or no? I don't feel bad for Tai Tuivasa. And his shoeies. If you do a shoey and you get Tabasco in your eye, yeah, you shouldn't do that to someone, but fuck your life. Do you know what's happened to us since we did a shoey? Blown up. It's been, it's been the equivalent of what's happened to you since you met me again. I don't, I don't do you know, remember when I, I came back into your you, life? You, you need, I'll show you right, some I'll tell audience you. metrics that you I'll are going to surprise you a little. Since I came back into your I life. You, I think you'd be surprised. What happened in July 2018? MMA beat episode 200. You and I reunited, right? That's right. That's right. Since then, you knocked up your wife and had the, the true love. Is that you? I, I, can, I can thank you, you for that. You can thank me for Tuki, yeah. okay? Um, oh, you know what I mean? Very careful with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you got hired by Showtime. I did. You know, CBS Sports bought you in. They did. That MK is MK won is an you, award. Yeah, you. you know, you became financially solvent. Yeah, so you know, I was financially came, solvent before well, half Well, you know, where you though? I had some bills. Oh, the people receive you at a much, much happier level. That part is true. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't have quite as big an audience. It's kind of like when you're like a donk, but then you get like a girlfriend, and suddenly everybody wants to bang you, Luke, right? <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm getting you. I'm not fucking you tonight. Yo, I'm getting you editorially laid, okay? I'm no. not fucking you tonight. We're not editorially <laughs> yeah, fucking, yeah. just so that's clear. All right, <laughs> that's, our, that's our bosses at Showtime are regretting wow. giving us this big time. Uh, okay, BC, let's go to point number four, topic number four. I got to say, I like the new graphics, but it's not really, but see, we lose that. Go, yeah. go to the major screen. You guys, Luke will direct the rest of the way. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in charge here. Uh, no, put point number four. Do you have it? Did Do you, you have the graphic for the... Uh, no, he wants it on the big screen. Yeah, on the big screen. He wants you to use your toys. No, it doesn't quite work That's a J response from Corey right there, right? Oh, he says it doesn't look great. I thought it looked great in the pictures. It I was yeah, it looked great media. when you were selling me how good the studio was. All right, topic number four. BC, the month of January has a ton of different MMA fights. Yes. Bellator will be back. UFC, as we mentioned, already back in action. And there is plenty of others. Give me a fight, boxing or MMA, in January that is falling below the radar. Okay, you're going to laugh at this. You're going to say this is me picking out the grossest hot dog on the roller. But, Luke, um, Greg Hardy versus uh, Oleniuk you need, at I'm UFC getting, 272. I'm, gl I'm glad you're in council. Alexi Oleniuk, that's an interesting fight. If you eat hot dogs, yes. If Greg Hardy loses this coming off the, the bad KO loss to Ivasa... Uh, are people over Greg Hardy? They're we're way Greg over Hardy. it. But, yeah. but the UFC is going to be over him, and this oh, is the right matchup. Yeah, Olenek's like 58, and he's got 16 losses, but he gets him in one of those... Uh, what do you call that thing he puts him in? Uh, Ezekiel show. He gets in that... I mean, he gets biblical this, on that ass. This is he's not just, an Ezekiel yeah. right here. Yeah, that's... Uh, Hello, my dog. It's like a Michigan <laughs> frog coming down the fucking street. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> 
Luke, I'm oddly intrigued by that. You have no interest in that whatsoever. <laughs> Less than zero. I mean, none whatsoever. Wow. They're fine fighters, or, you know. They're I not like... fine fighters. Look, they suck. This no, matchup Alexi sucks. Alexi Olenek is a legend. I'm not going to talk badly about him. And Greg is whatever Greg is at this point. Um, here's my question about that. When he eventually bounces out of UFC, is he going to Bellator, PFL, or BKFC? <laughs> Serious question. I say PFL. I say they use. No fucking way I say he they... goes to PFL. You don't think so? No, dude. The guy's got bad cardio and can't wrestle. I mean, he's Why got a lot of baggage. Why the fuck would you go Luke. to PFL? He's got a lot of baggage. You know what? He can go to that smart cage, order Uber Eats. No, dude. <laughs> what are we talking about? He is the perfect candidate for main eventing Triller Triad. Like, 100%, oh, right? how did I not think of that? Yeah. yeah I mean, could you yeah, imagine? Yeah, that's right. Dude, that's, we're gonna that, see that's the right answer. We're going to yeah. see Anderson Silva versus Greg Hardy yeah. in, in a mixed hybrid fight, aren't we? On scooters. Yeah. <laughs> On scooters and shit, you know. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. That's your fight of this month? I didn't know that boxing was involved in this, Luke. Okay. Do you have a boxing one? Uh, there's, there's a big zone push for the next three months. I'm not sure how many are in January, though. Yeah. I'll stick with that answer, but you're probably going to give me something. Are you are you afraid at all that Cheyenne Velismus is uh, somewhere out of the country at an undisclosed location? Did you, I, where, did you, know you read so that funny? story? I did read about that That's last night. That's wild, Luke. And, and I, by the way, very on brand for you to tee that up out of nowhere. <laughs> About about her, uh, yeah, dude. She is in an undisclosed location. She says she's training. This is like the movie Taken, or something. Yeah, but she did it. Well, she did it on purpose. Apparently, she left on purpose. But I don't quite understand. Uh, can I give you my under the radar MMA yes. fight this month? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Invicta has a show on Wednesday. It's going to air on MMA Junkie. I think through their YouTube channel. Uh, Invicta 45. It's going to feature the Adam Weight title fight. This is a rematch. Alicia Zappaletta and Jessica Delboni. They fought. I think. Earlier this year, I want to say May or June of this year, Zappaletta, who is the existing champion, won that fight. Then Delboni, who, by the way, well, she won it via split. It was very much contested. The commentators, Megan Anderson, thought that Delboni had won. Delboni goes into the Phoenix tournament to get a title shot again, wins it, and this will be the rematch. Adam Waite, for folks who may not know, is 105 pounds, so it's the weight class just below straw weight. And isn't the UFC rumored to be Correct. This is why I bring this up, because okay. Okay. I have a feeling, I don't know if it's this year or when, I don't have a feeling on that, but Adam Waite globally is a big enough weight class for the UFC to take it in. I think that they will over time. Do you smell a tough season? Yeah, I mean, isn't that the best way to put it in at this point? So uh, look for it, rematch, Zappaletta Delboni, Wednesday for free, Invicta 45. That's the one I'm going to be paying attention. Okay, who's the announced team on Invicta these days? So for that one, it was Kedzi doing color commentary. It was Megan Anderson, and it was TJ DeSantis. Shouts to TJ. Long-time OG. Podcast producer to the stars. Yeah, dude, I remember when he was hosting Beatdown with uh, Josh Gross on Sherdog.com in like 05, 06, something like that. I was listening at the time. I remember when it was uh, Ryan Bennett and Frank Trigg. First, First MMA interview I ever listened to on like streaming radio was uh, they had Carl Parisian on after he fell out of his fight with Matt Hughes for UFC. Was this in the cocaine years? Something. I, I'm, I'm not, I think a lot of Carl's years were yeah. some of those. I'm uh, sure. Luke, you know, different topic, of course, but um, how excited are you after watching the rough draft of Morning Combat documentary number six, which should be coming out in the next week? I mean, were you like... We're, all, we're in the middle of the run. <laughs> were you like fired up, Luke? Because I was pretty fired up, dude. You're like, hey, I just <laughs> like pad thai with medium <laughs> yeah. spice. And, uh, uh, okay, I like apples. What we, the fuck's that got to There's a lot of celebrity drop-ins on there. In fact, have you put on yet, have you worn the underwear that the schmo gifted you with that separates your balls from the shaft? I have don't you? think I have worn that yet. Okay. 
probably would. I'd, I'd be interested in the detail. Can we before. do quick hitters before Absolutely. you just, just yeah. defecate <laughs> all over the yeah. set, please? Look, there's a feces, different kind like of energy monkey. in person, right? You get a lot more. I like it. I like right. it. But let's get through. The, let's get through the rundown here. Okay, quick hitters. Topic number five, if we can, for that one. All right, uh, I, I, dude, I, I'm going to read his resume here in a second, but you just got to be blown away at this. RDA versus Rafael Fiziev. 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 Booked for February 19th at one of the UFC fight nights. BC, it's going to be a... That's a badass fight. Dude, I want to say something about this. There's a couple of guys we've pointed out over the years. Jeremy Stevens has been one of them. Here is another one I've just got to yeah, say. Yeah, but, but RDA is more Gegard Mousasi underrated than he is Jeremy Stevens because he's at a higher level in class. He's a former champion. You know That's right. Saying? Dude, listen to who this fucker has fought. This yeah. is RDA's resume since coming to the UFC. Some of these he won, some of these he lost. Listen to who he has been in the trenches with. Ready? His debut was Jeremy Stevens, Tyson Griffin, Rob Emerson, Kyle Bradley, Terry Adam, Clay Guida, George Sotteropoulos, who was a big-time grappler at the time, Gleason Tebow, Kamal Shalarus, Anthony Njokawani, Mark Bocek, top grappler out of Canada, Evan Dunham, Donald Cerrone, Habib, Jason High, Benson Henderson, Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis, Cerrone again, Eddie Alvarez, Tony Ferguson, Tarek Safadine, Neil Magny, Robbie Lawler, Colby Covington, Kamaru Usman, Kevin Lee, Leon Edwards, Michael Chiesa, and most recently, Paul Felder, motherfucker, yeah, name yeah. me somebody who's done that shit. Yo, he's a badass. Dos Anjos yeah, is a fucking a badass. badass. He doesn't get the love. Um, you know what, Luke? He may he may still get that Connor fight that that he talks about in every single interview because it of course fell out at 196 when they were supposed to fight for the lightweight title. Even with a loss here, he's still kind of the perfect Connor comeback opponent if the UFC isn't panicking. Because if they're panicking, you kind of want to do Nate 3 or do some type of monster super fight, but... You mean if they don't do... Like, I, don't you feel like Poirier losing just makes the Conor Poirier thing? Like, I don't want to. I don't need it. No? I don't want it. You're done? Would, would, you'd be pumped up for RDA because it wouldn't be a, like some soft cowboy gimme. That's a tough fight. For, that's a tough fight. Dude, yeah. That's, that's yeah, kind yeah, of yes, the perfect absolutely. fight. There's never going to be a situation where RDA gets booked and you're like, well, I don't know if this is a tough fight. Motherfucker, he's in it. All right, can, he beat, can he beat Fazeev? Can he beat him? At this point. Um, he's been in a good form lately, RDA. He's been I think if form. he mixes it up, he can. I don't think on the feet. He, I, you know, listen, Fazeev is very special on the feet. Just a guy you do. Like, why would you fight Fazeev on the feet yeah. more than you have to if you are well-rounded enough? And we know a guy like Dos Anjos is extremely well-rounded. So Here's why I extra um, respect Dos Anjos is, look, he's already had these crossroads moments where he's like, I can't make 155 anymore. I'll die if I make it. And he keeps kind of like reinventing ways figuring to like ways to do it. figuring out like this guy's a he's the re, he's a Luke he's like he's a lot like you in the MMA space just a lifelong grinder right. and you know at the end of the day you have at certain points in your career like the last couple of years you know been at a, operating at a very high level RDA had Dude, that run your delusions you know? of grandeur are unbelievable. no I'm not saying I I I am the reason for your success yeah, you I'm shouldn't. like the air freshener in the car of your success right uh, do I no longer have the new car smell yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Okay, March 26th, homecoming for the immortal Matt Brown as he's going to take on Brian Barbarena. Dude, I love this fight. Matt, Matt fucking Brown, someone put together a thread, whoever it was, of all of Matt Brown, a GIF, a GIF thread, of all of Matt Brown's finishes in the UFC, and then Matt Brown retweeted it and wrote, this, this thread's pretty badass if you ask me, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is, Matt Brown. Dude, that threat is incredible. Here's another guy. Again, he hasn't been a UFC championship level at any point in his career, but he's been a great he, no, fighter. No, let's give him the credit. I think it was 2015 area. That run he had, which which ended with the Robbie Lawler loss when he won like seven in a row, and you were like, dude, Matt Brown's kind of a title contender. That was really fun to watch. Do you remember yes. when he had that main event 
at like the fight for the troops card that was in I think Ohio. Yes. And and I forgot who we stopped in that main event, but it was a Sunday night card, yeah. and it was like, oh shit, man, that was looking back. Diego. Maybe it was Diego. He slashed no, him no, with no, the that elbow. That was later when he was older. But by the way, that Diego slash I was going to ask you. One of the worst. Is options. that more violent than the way Hendo beat um, Hector Lombard at 199? Yes. With those like motorcycle yes. gang elbows, yes. like with he actually, if you actually go back and look, they didn't have to turn Diego over because he gets hit so hard, his body naturally does a forward roll. Oh, God, um, nasty. But dude, also just to get back to our conversation about Hall of Fame stuff, because we're always mired in it. This is sort of what I mean. It's like, dude, like Matt Brown is not going to qualify on his own individual resume for the Hall of Fame. He might get in through a fight or through something else. But, but like, that's not a slight on Matt Brown, dude. Look, you know how hard it is to do what Matt Brown has done? Like, you're talking about a very, very successful fighter, very worthy of our praise and admiration. But the kind of space we reserve for Hall of Fame is a tier or two probably beyond this. Doesn't mean he didn't have a great career. We can't say nice things. Just want to point that out. Okay. Um, Bellator. And by the way, that's going to be a banger, dude. Barbarina, yeah. come on. Barbarina comes to fight, so he's probably going to be, I think Matt Brown's going to beat him, but we'll see. All right, Bellator signs controversial ex-amateur wrestler Pat Downey. Yeah, so I know nothing about this right, guy. So I've, read up. I've read up on it, but tell me. Please. Pat Downey is an interesting guy. So Pat Downey is a guy that at one point in his life, and I think he'd probably even agree with this, was a tremendous fuck-up, where he was facing three felony charges while he was still in high school. And For beating the shit out of people. Beating right? the shit out of people, including Navy midshipmen. So he grew up in Baltimore. His dad put him in boxing very young. Yep. I read all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was always a good wrestler. In fact, he was supposed to go to the University of Nebraska. Jordan Burroughs, what, five-time world champion, Olympic gold medalist, was the guy who recruited him there. And then he was such a fuck-up, they kicked him off the team. He had a bunch of other issues. He more or less got right through junior college, Iowa Central, where John Jones and Colby yes. Covington went, and then he ended up as an Iowa State Cyclone. He got didn't he drop out of or get kicked out of like Penn State, Iowa, Iowa State? Like, he, got, he had all kinds of issues with him, but he did reach All American status. He was unseated in the I think 2014, 11, something like that NCAA's, and he got fifth, so he got All American status. Then wrestled a little bit on the international circuit. The rules are a little bit different. He had some big wins over some big names, some modest tournaments. He won gold at the Pan Ams, which is his biggest win to date. But what he's been doing and why this is so interesting is, is he's not a fuck-up anymore, but he's got a big mouth. He got into a lot of trouble because he was shitting on women's wrestling. They kicked him off one of his teams for that, too. That was recent, by the way. God. He took on Gordon What's Ryan. Maga he, took, he took on Gordon Ryan and Nikki Rodriguez, two guys who previously did her death squad. And with Gordon Ryan, he did um, one match all wrestling, then another match sub-wrestling. He tech-falled Gordon Ryan in 30 seconds in wrestling, and then he got submitted, obviously. But he tech-falled Nikki Rodriguez in like, in like 30 seconds again. It was like nothing. Dude, this is a, this is a good So this Bellator is a signing. long way of saying this is a great signing yeah. by Bellator, because Pat Downey can wrestle. He's a, he's a sick Does athlete. Does he have like a pro wrestler persona? Yeah, big time. Okay. He, where he has his hair all weird. He comes in with weird clothing. Yeah. He's perfect for the job. And... By the time he was 18, he was knuckling people on the fucking sidewalk. So, like, this is just the guy you want for uh, for Bellator. Great guy to get. A middleweight for, for We should interview him. We should get Big Tuna on. He's got a fight coming up, Dude, too. Dude, Big Tuna tweets me all the time. I Yo, love Yo, would you, would you do an interview with Big Tuna? Yeah. From this set? Happily. Happily. Oh, we can put him on the, on the yeah, screen right here. Dude, Big Tuna, we should give him some shine anyway. All so right. he's, but he's got a fight coming up. As yo, a matter of fact. Yo, his, he, he comes from the mafia, too, Big Tuna. Big, don't ask him, it's like, but don't it's ask like, him any questions. I know, but it's, it's like Middle America mafia, but still, you know? Yo, how much Mahjong is, uh, is uh, what's her face? Ashley? Yeah, playing right now. What? what? Do you serious? This is you right now during the middle of this important show. Just mouth breathing. 
Just all that oxygen going through there. Luke, you Amazing. haven't forgiven her for uh, bringing... She gave everybody COVID! Yeah, no, I'm yeah, kidding. No, yeah. <laughs> she did. Watch Doc 3 for more info. I'm teasing. Yeah, yeah. I'm teasing. But, but right. back to what we were talking about, yeah. I think 6 is the best doc now. I think it, you know, I haven't seen the finished product. Okay, yet. now that you brought it up, I, we've seen the first two-thirds. Yeah, like 20-something and minutes. And it's... It's... Excellent. It's tremendous. It's excellent. All right. That guy, uh, Jake, I mean, he's 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 got, you know, edgy, weird vibes. Like, we've only got two more of these before you... Dude, you don't have to take a shit. You don't have another job. What is stopping you from giving the people what they want? Doing a good show. Uh, Bobby Green versus Nasrat Hackprast, whose name you racistly wrote in the emails. I'm teasing. You didn't. You did, but you did misspell I, it's it. It's not like I put NASDAQ 500. No, you didn't. You, but you did misspell it. At UFC 271, Bobby Green coming off of a big win. Hack Parast, the loss to Dan Hooker. Decent this fight. might be do or die for Hack Parast. Yeah. We'll see. We'll right? see. Yeah, I like this fight a lot. I don't love this fight. It's a grinder type fight. And I like grinders. Against Bobby Green? You got to put Bobby Green up a level. He shines when you give him like the fights he's not supposed to get, and then he kicks everyone's ass. So he's ass. the new Michael Johnson. A little bit, a little bit, a little better than that, maybe. Uh, and then lastly, you, this one you're kind of all over. Misha Tate apparently mulling a move to 125. Yes, and she got called out instantly by Jessica Andrade. I, so I gotta say, I don't, I don't hate that. I, I don't so know if she she's, can. Make, she's I, 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 I've done some shows with Misha. Like she's, I don't know if she can make 125. She's large. I mean, she's a lot more muscular, so she'd yes. have to really, I don't, you know, that could be dangerous taking off the muscle, but the idea of like Misha Tate knows that her brand is enough and she's still game enough to. To, she's probably got one run in her. Can it come abandon weight now that Pena's turned the division upside down and there's going to be a rematch and blah, blah, blah? This is a strategic path that she sort of put out there and said, fans, you know, what do you think? Which way should I go? It's a quicker path at 125, but making weight's not going to be easy. And it's probably more difficult to fight Valentina at 125 than to fight Amanda at 35. Let me ask you about right? this. Yes, but it's in conjunction with this. Let me ask you about this. What do you make of this recent trend? Hooker, for example, is this way as well. Cody was this way. Of guys, I don't know if Cody did actually, but Barboza, Aldo. Right? Using the PI and modern weight cutting systems oh. to get down in weight to weights where they can get there, and they can get there by the metrics that say it's yeah. safe. But they perform like shit every Do we time. not? Well, they do, because it's really hard to do, right? right. I mean, it's really hard if to take If you have to off. take that many steps to get to your weight, you're going to be like shit by the time you get to your weight. Do we not give UFC enough credit in the larger fighter pay debate era of like putting that system in place for the fighters? I think that, I think that system is great. I don't have a criticism of it, but I wonder if they've gotten too clever by half, right? Have they gotten so good at teaching people how to cut weight where we can get you to 125 or whatever weight it is safely... Yes, you might be able to do that, but, but if you, you don't haven't win in the first performance. Minute. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't win in two minutes, your, your yeah. stamina is done. Yeah. So I do worry about that a little bit, but I guess we'll have to see. That's it for the uh, the top five right here. Time for... Uh, there was another one, Luke, that I, that I think that... Um, oh, it was the one that Mikey sent. Yeah. Before I forget that one. Like, so there's a fight yeah. announced for March 12th, Luke. I want to get your 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 virgin reaction here. All right, Ready? hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. Maheta Tiago Santos okay. versus Magomed and Kalaya. Oh, <laughs> blood sugar sex magic, right? Yeah, wow. I mean, Mary, fuck, kill. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know. Jesus, wow. I love that. Are you kidding? Ankalaev, I think, might be a future champion in that division. Ankalaev is a fucking beast. Are you going to put the same Cyril Gan, who's that other motherfucker that you like a lot? Uh, Shafkat Rachmanov. Yes, are you going to put that same level, like... Yo, like, Uncle Luke saw this shit, and it's coming. Like, you're going to do that right now for Ankalev? Um, for... Because you were right on Cyril Gan. Um, Yo, put, put, your, put your money where your mouth is. I think, I'll say, I think Ankalev is going to be your, probably a future champion this week, class. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to wear gold. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. 
that fight's gonna bang. Like even if like Tiago well, dangerous fucking fight. Like Tiago should lose that, all things considered. His age, his streak that he's on, but you know he's still got one big fucking devastating knockout in him. You know that. You know what's amazing? Dude, Tiago's gonna dude, go out. Here's what's swinging. gonna be so amazing about Ankalaev's game plan. Like I went back and I rewatched the Blahovich fight against Maheta. And Blahovich, dude, I don't even blame him. Like there's a lot of time where he's ducking and dodging and getting yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, fuck this. And I get it. Dude, you know Ankalaev, win or lose, is going to fight him in a way where when it's over, you're like, dude, Ankalaev wasn't the least bit intimidated. Right? You're going to say that. Yeah. You're going to say it yeah, when it's over. Yeah. You're like, dude, Ankalaev didn't fight even remotely scared. I do want to say this. Rashad and I, one time on the old CBS State of Combat uh, you podcast. Did, uh, you did mushrooms? We, <laughs> yeah, we licked toads together. Um, we, we, rate, we, we gave a, a ranking of our top five most rewatchable UFC Fight Pass fighters, meaning when you're home and you're drinking beer and you're like, oh, let me go on Fight Pass yeah. and F around. Which fighters do you go to first? You know, and my list was like Robbie Lawler, number one. You know, like, I mean, like, uh, sort of obvious guys. Yeah. I think Maheta's got to be in that top five. He's Dude, if you, if you watch, like, that run he had in transitioning from middleweight to light heavyweight, these fights are bangers, dude. He goes after it. Even the John Jones fight, in, in hindsight, Luke, was, was pretty damn fun. Uh, yeah, no, not that an fight action sucks. fight. No, 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 it wasn't an action fight, but there was lingering drama because he would make these runs at John where you're like, oh shit, there's a, he might knock him out. Yeah, dude, I mean, here's his run Cesar Fajera, Hani Marks, Uriah Hall, Andy N, Steve. Do you remember the Steve Boss head kick KO? Yes, I do. Jesus Christ, that was terrible. Elias Theodoru, Nate Marquardt, who he viciously KO'd. Uh, uh, he lost to Musasi, Eric Spicely, then beat Jack Marshman, Gerald Mearshart, Jack Hermanson, Anthony Smith, lost to David Branch. Beat Kevin Holland, Eric Anders, Jimmy Manoa, Jan Blahovich. Damn. Then lost to Jones, Teixeira, and Rakic. Although the Rakic one, it was thorough but boring. But then he rebounded against Johnny Walker. Dude, he's I'm not I'm not making some backward case for Hall of Fame, but like his career is way better than I ever gave him credit for. He beat way more guys than you think off yep. the top of your head, and uh, he bangs, man. He goes. He in started out. It's funny. He started out with Mutanchi, right? Cesar Ferreira, who's you know he's a good fighter, but he's now in PFL. He's not of that level. And Mutanchi had all of the, at the time, had a lot of uh, hype behind from Vitor Belfort. Uh, Mutanchi was one of his guys. And obviously, Tiago Santos had some hype from being, I think he was in Bope, or wasn't he? Wasn't he in the paratrooper group? The, uh, I don't have this knowledge. I believe he was a part of the paratroopers out of Brazil, the uh, special forces. Do you think he wore a cover? He, he wore one of those beret-type joints. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, How do you say cover in Portuguese? Gov. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Jujuts. Jujuts. Yeah. Okay. How would how would uh, what's Shoot his the face? Uh, um, the twenty-seven time world champion. What's his face? Hey, Delta A guy. What's his face? <laughs> the guy who calls himself the twenty-nine time, twenty-seven time world champion. Ric Flair. No, the Brazilian dude. Hanato Laranja. Oh yeah. yeah, the guy from Uncle Hanach. Uh, yeah. He's, how would how would Hanach pronounce it? He's he's a fun follow on IG. Dude, I met him at uh, Glory's Last Man Standing, and it, he is literally as funny in person, if not more yeah, so, yeah, than he's, uh, online. He won me over at High Rollers, Luke. Okay. That and that yeah. giant jar. Dude, he was walking around. <laughs> hand, dude, Hanato Laranja, the guy who plays him anyway, was walking around handing out weed to people, being like Uncle Hanach. I got your middle one. Uh, like all this guy, Harvey does the accent. I don't even know. Yeah, he that does wasn't it. Brazilian, Luke. That, that was, was like that was like Mario from. Yeah, uh, that was like, like yeah, yeah. racistly chef yeah. Boyardee. <laughs> it's was, like, why does Anato Laranja sound like a racist Italian? I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, with that in mind, it's time for DMs with dogs. So let's do that. Let's let's put that up here. There we go. Hey, huh? Hey, you know huh? what? I'm excited to watch. Have you seen this shit without delay? 
Yeah, it's been a long time since we've done this. Uh, all right, so I think I've got these now. Uh, let's go first. From St. Jean Kevin. St. Jean Kevin. Maybe it's Kevin St. Jean, Luke. Could be. Maybe it's just a fuck face. <laughs> How great was Bob Saget, BC? I, okay, the obvious answer is he's great and he's got a place in all of our childhoods, whether you loved him or thought he was lame, you know, with the Full House, America's Funniest Videos vibe. And at 60, even at 65, it feels too soon. But like he is just a, a, a very good comedian, like in his own lane. And he's raunchy as shit. I know. I've and never seen And once you, in yeah. the moment that you sort of opened your eyes and realized that, he became like dirty uncle cool in a way that's like Hall of Fame worthy. Like he's, mm. you know, but yet in reality, I didn't love most of his work, like most of it, because most of it he played, you know, sort of that. Buttoned up loser, yeah. But uh, when, when you got to see him, like at the, the cameo in Half Baked is all time great, you know? Uh, yeah. You ever I, suck dick for Coke? I've never, I've never <laughs> seen his. Um, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Luke? Yeah, get off the set. Uh, I've never I've never seen his stand-up, so I'm only familiar with what people have said about it. And, yeah. But, uh, you know, there was so many people from so many corners of the world who said so many nice things about him, which everyone does in their death, but this one seemed a little different to me. So, I remember um, one time in seventh grade, there was this weird kid, and he was like, he was like, yo, I, I saw Playgirl magazine the other day. And we were like, you were reading Playgirl? He was like, yeah, but he was like, there's this article where it talks about how big Bob Saget's dong is. And I was just like, I don't, I don't believe He's that He's got shit. a big hammer. I don't believe that shit at all. What, are we talking about Shaq right now? Are we talking about Ro Uncle Rocco? No, come on. No. Uh, from Ant Workman 54 Luke, how are you going to talk shit about cable management when your Christmas tree is up two weeks into January? <laughs> I don't know. What, what is the appropriate... Is this a dead wrong right here, Luke? It's not quite a dead wrong. You guys are just kind of grilling me. Because here's the thing. What is the rule with keeping your tree up? When does it go down? What's the rule? Say again? After, so here's my rule in this. This is why I do it this way. Because in the city, they collect it at the end of January. I'm going to take it out probably this weekend. But that's why it's still up. Because the city will come get it, but not till the end of the month. And I just don't want to leave it out there in the alleyway. So one, I think that's reasonable, right? That's fair. One year, I got a real one, and it smelled like five times as strong as normal. It wait, was like wait, amazing. Do you normally have a fake one? Yeah, because I have cats and stuff. But we had, I had a real one for a bunch of years. I, got, I, I had cats. What's that got to do with anyway? It's just that yeah, they eat. It's just a mess. Like, they, did you put tinsel oh, on the street? My son's got asthma and he's allergic to it. So okay, that's, that, that's the main reason. But um, when I had the the real one, it smelled like five times as strong as normal. So I left it up until late March because it was like this giant air freshener <laughs> in the corner of the room. It was great. I one time when I was uh, single, I did get a Christmas small Christmas tree for my yard. Uh, or no, sorry, for my house. And then I, when it was Christmas was over, I just chucked it in the yard and forgot about did it. Did you have like giant like? I can imagine the front of your house just having like a giant black flag that says like POW on it, where people walk by and they're just like, oh man, the fucking guy, right? Like, just, Why would you know, I have a POW? I could flag. see before your what your lovely wife cleaned you up that oh, you were see, you were probably like, did you have all like uh, black sheets and and you know? <laughs> no, as, as like as like uh, like to block out the yeah, sun in my yeah, windows. Yeah. No, I, no, 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 never. That was I, I, my, my pad was not cool, but it wasn't bad. It was. Just I mean, you did average. go to a shooting range on your first date with your wife. Yeah, and she fucking married me, so <laughs> looks like I made the right call. Uh, all right. Anyway, yes, well, the, tree's coming, the tree's coming down, so fuck you. All right. From Ahmed Haiti 95 at the risk of sounding like I'm dissing Caesar Gracie, do you think Nick Diaz could have been a UFC championship-level fighter or downright a champion under a different coach? Who would have been a good fit given his style? Absolutely fucking not. No. No. No chance. Caesar Gracie has a deep bond with them, both Diaz brothers. 
both of his brothers are not going to move to fucking Florida for their camp. That ain't happening. And you know, they, uh, they'd kill for Caesar Gracie. Yeah, they would fucking kill for yeah. Caesar Gracie. Like, no. But here's the deal: is that question implying Nick's lack of evolution? Because yes. he did sort of stop fighting at one point, right? Like the, point, just, the, the, the reason why that's wrong is that Nick Diaz was <clears> for a long time the bleeding edge of evolution. He had a very good guard and very good jiu-jitsu in ways a lot of guys didn't. So it wasn't just that he had more jiu-jitsu. He had, better, had a better impact on his game. And he was the beginning of let's put some boxing skill in some MMA fights. Um, guys have copied that. He was one of the first ones to do it, and D, Nate Diaz as well. So, like... You know, what did he have the best skill set to beat the very best fighters of his generation, even in his prime? No, no, uh, he couldn't beat GSP and some other ones. But he, in many ways, was an extremely important contributor to the development of mixed martial arts over the last ten or fifteen years. Um, his run through Strike Force, becoming a, a, a sort of global it's star, his best run maybe was so much fun. Do you remember when we filmed those Strike Force Morning Combat classics uh, at the beginning of the pandemic mm -hmm. with Moro Ronaldo and Scott Coker? Mm -hmm. And now they're <clears throat> nowhere to be found. Yeah, I was, they were on the app for like <clears throat> six minutes. I was uh, at Showbox this weekend in Orlando, having dinner next to the guy who happens to be the one who populates the app. Ah, okay. And I was like, dude, where are these shows? He's like, no, they're out there. I'm like, no, they're not out there. He's gonna plug them back in. Okay. When these get when these get in, these are these were fun. They were fun. They were shit. great. They were really. These great. are really good shows to look back on. Yeah, and we did a lot of Nick Diaz like. <clears throat> Nick Diaz was undefeated in Strike Force. Folks forget that. Like he had a great run. And this is these shows are rewatching the fights and then commentary from Moro Coker, the two of us. It's, it's their memories good. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. All right, from at St. John underscore CA. So I guess uh, Canada somewhere. What is next for Showbox fighters? Nunez fought twice on Showbox. Would he fight a third time? Become a prelim fighter or Showtime Championship boxing card or become a contender? So folks are asking, <clears throat> how does it work? How do you graduate from Showbox to Showtime Championship boxing? There's usually a couple fight window that we've seen. Like even, you know, Dron Boutsenis two years ago was like the featured showbox guy a couple times in a row, you know? Randy Lee, I think, fought two or three times. Sometimes right? that sort of becomes where you're, you're st it's, it's, it's really how long are you in that transitional period? What you love about showbox is it's, you know, at its best, it's putting unbeaten prospect against unbeaten prospect, and it's sort of the first time in their career in theory that they're really stepping up to somebody on their level to find out if they're title ready. And sometimes they're title ready right in that victory. Sometimes that victory is the breakthrough moment. Sometimes that window of, of sort of figuring it out is a couple fights. So it depends on the fighter, but uh, that's two good ones in a row for Luis Nunez on Showbox. So I'd like to see him more time on that level. He could, he could, he could, you know. And but also like for folks who may not understand like what the significance could be, uh, the, the best way I could explain it was, remember like mm, four or five years ago, where one of the best places you could be on a card if you were not on the main <clears> event was, yes, you could be the main event prelim, the prelim main event, the one right Talking before. Talking about UFC? Yes. Or what you could do is you could be the the uh, the main event fight on Fight Pass. Remember that? Mm -hmm. They would put a lot of like interesting extra buzz into you for that. So you were not featured alongside the very best, but you know Brandon Lee on the Showtime a YouTube channel has a ton of different feature pieces about yeah. him by virtue of being in a main event slot on Showbox, and then he's now graduated up to Showtime Championship Boxing. Absolutely. So there you go. Uh, last but not least, BC, I haven't thought about this one too much. From X-Man Mex. Some Mexican guy. I don't so know. He's, a, he's a Mexican superhero fan. Or maybe he transitioned to being a woman. <laughs> wow. But he's still Mexican. That's the thing. You can go from male to female, female to male, but you're staying Mexican. Well, if you remove the X's on the outside, the middle says man, me. So I think he's still... I think there's like... This is yeah, hidden. but doesn't the X mean like... This is hidden man code right here. Yeah, yeah. I like how the first thing you thought was man, me. 
So that's what BC says is bar. <laughs> Bartender, man me. Yes, yes. Um, all right, who's Mans winning? Manscape me. <laughs> you mans manscape my filthy genitals. Uh, who's winning the Super Bowl, BC? I'm not. I, I was plugged in a, three, four weeks ago. I Did was you watch any football yesterday? No. The last, last. I, uh, I, I had been ever since I went to that Patriots game when Mac Jones had that that great performance <laughs> your against to the me Browns. From that game were fucking hilarious. Um, I I went on a nice run of uh, watching the NFL again, watching the Patriots run. I think still right now I'm. You got to back the Chiefs, Luke. Is it going to be Chiefs Bucks? Who's it going to be? Anybody here watch football? Packers are favorites. Packers are favorites. Didn't they lose yesterday? But it was the JV squad though, right? Still number one team. You know, how much does COVID have a, have a say in the Packers' chance of winning? Know, I don't know. COVID. Well, COVID should be dying down this wave or whatever. It should be dying down by when's the Super Bowl? First week of February, right? Yeah, it should be coming to a relative close. This you think Tom Brady could play the Super Bowl after getting injected with Omicron the day before? <laughs> I'm sure he'd try. Right. Him and Alex Guerrero would try. Uh, I'll say Packers, and then uh, who's the big team out of the AFC? Well, Tennessee thinks they are. They're not. They're not. Do they have Derrick Henry? Oh, he's back now. Yeah, okay. I mean, he is the boogeyman. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he is. Chiefs Packers? It's got, the Chiefs, Chiefs Packers? have the AFC on lockdown right now. How, but did the Chiefs, I know they had like a shitty middle part of their season. Have they recovered? They're better now? Okay. All right, we'll see what happens with the playoffs. I'll, I'll go Packers. There's nothing worse than two guys who barely have been watching this yeah, season. What's, like, yeah, what's make, your take? Make declarative statements and analysis. Dude, the yeah. only take I have is February 2nd. That's when they're going to announce the new uh, Washington football team name. That's All it. right, let's talk about Can we talk about that now, or do you want to make a whole separate clip with this? Yeah, we could do it. We could talk about it. You're way off in the names I'm, that I'm, you I'm like very, and I'm want. Very, you this, don't okay. understand DC, and you're making Here's these the decisions deal. Oh, stop based with this. on a national promotion. Stop with this. Yes. If you, unless you got tattooed, you can't have roles. No, no, no. I'll, 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 go, about state, state why you're wrong, and I'll explain why you're wrong. Of a metropolis. State why you're wrong. Um, it, this franchise, love or hate the name, has lineage and legacy and success. So to put something like the Gladiators or the uh, Red Dragons or what kind of shit were you? You were into all this yeah, bullshit. I'll read, I'll read out the names. Yeah, like you were into all this. Okay, like, so th do, do the do the like Cleveland Indians okay. are gonna be the Cleveland what? Guardians. That's 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 lame as shit, Luke. Is it better than the racist? I'm not saying stick with Indians, okay? I'm not saying that, all right? I'm saying. All right, here, here are the names. So I want you to go thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm saying you mentioned as a possible name yeah, the I'll president. Read you the names. And you were like, oh, 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 You know, you were like, it should be the Red Dragons, bitch. I'm like, what is this, lacrosse? Like, no, Luke, no. I don't know what that means. No one what knows. Was this minor league means. baseball? We're going to, let's call it. Would ourselves. you like to know how wrong yeah. you are? No. Okay. Tell me as a, as a fan of a team with. Legacy and tradition. Well, they they kicked off the. I will explain to you my. I, you didn't listen to the a president's fucking, is DC, right? No, it's not, dude. It that's is. a part of DC that people who don't understand DC think it's part of DC. That's not. Part You're of like, DC. I want to focus on the crime, dude. Dude, the guy who <laughs> occupies it, Trump, Biden, whoever, they're not DC. They just sit there for four, How eight about years, the and they're out. Washington bullets. I love that name. <laughs> Are you kidding? When they change that name, I'm like, what the fuck you changed that name for? <laughs> All right, is there are the choices. Let's go through these very quickly. Number one, Armada. Worst choice ever. Armada is just Spanish for Navy. You got the Washington Navy. That's basically, that. see, no. that's like an MLS level name right there. Yeah, that's a horrible yeah. name. Next is President. And I have gone on the record. If they go with President, should be President. I'm out. Yeah, see, I'm this, out. Is my, this is my beef. Let's I'm stop out. here. Let's stop here. President is DC. Like, no, I'm not it's saying not. it's not corny. It's Dude, corny. You're going to name your football team after a version of government? Okay, the baseball team. What a jack-off fucking loser idea that is. Washington Nationals is a strong... Hey, I'm the, uh, I'm the, uh, federal court reporter. True or false? Fucking... 
True or false? Washington Nationals, the baseball team, is a strong name that represents the I capital city of our country. That name sucks ass. So you want Washington Guardians like this? No, so I don't what, want. Let me what are you let's playing? Go through, let's go through. Let's go through. Why don't you go back and take your so Xbox? So Armada, right? Armada down. Presidents two thumbs down. Dude, Presidents is the best one. Hold on, let's go through. Presidents the rest. is the Henry Cejudo in this debate. Brigade. It is a little bit old man World War II feel, so I could come swayed back to it. Defenders. No, she. That's okay. That's okay, Luke. It's okay. Because you're in theory, Washington is the you know the the, the brain of our country, the center of our, the heart and soul. That that's where the uh, you know military commanders. If you had to, yes, it's way better than any of the ones you've liked, but it's still below par. Keeping Washington football team, like not changing it, like that. See, that's also very. I hate that. I'm trying to be. Too clever, uh, you. you. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to be. All right, and then the last two are Red Hogs and Red Wolves. Now, <laughs> Red Hogs, dude. The Red Hogs is the best one. Oh, Red Hogs, that's amazing. Hold on. I mean, I get the offensive lineman reference, that's but what, that, that's what it but is. But I think you know, Red Hogs. I'm like, you know, like a dog's dick when it gets <laughs> no, so no, like, at the park. like a president's dick. You ever dick seen when a dog's hog yeah. when it gets all fucking erect? It's gross. <laughs> oh wow. That dude. Can you imagine if they named him after that and that was the logo on the helmet? Was just a dog getting a pink erection? All right. <laughs> Red Wolves is out. Red Wolves is out because they already said it's out. Like they said, well, we're dude, not doing you it. You liked Red Wolves. Here is God, Jesus for the love of motherfucking God. Here's why I don't want Luke's Armada, Presidents, Friday. Brigade, Commanders, or any of that because these are inherently military-inspired names: Brigade, Armada, Commanders, that kind of a shit. Defenders, less so. But with that, you have to understand who owns the fucking team, dude. Daniel Snyder owns the fucking team. He's gonna fuck this up. If you give him a military tie into this, do you understand what's going to be happening at these games and how much the military is going to be a part of the NFL when it has no business being and all of the extra money that's okay, going to be spent? Okay. Dude, I don't want any part of that. Okay. I don't want Daniel Snyder touching the military. Because he's going to come out he's going to come out selling like Redskins covers, right? It's, or whatever you know, the fuck. Yeah. Red, um, Red Hog covers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, okay, it's okay. going to be terrible. Okay. That stance I respect. But your support before of like Red Wolves, like dude, seriously, what is this like? Some, it's, you're, you, some, you think that I like think some that, second dude, league dude, hockey. Dude, team you name. think that I think that Red Wolves is a great name? I don't. I think that the rest of them okay, are then, untenable. Then guess what? It should be then. If you don't want to do any military connection, I get it. Presidents, that's DC, bro. Hey, I'm the Secretary of State. Everyone <laughs> suck my dick. I scored a touchdown. It's the worst idea on no, earth. No, it's it's classy and classy. I'm the ambassador to Zimbabwe. And, seriously. Ex-Redskins fans, because everybody agrees the team name shouldn't be there, but there's also, well, it's don't. hard to pull away from that nickname because of the tradition and history. Presidents has that that royal aura if they, to it. If they go with the Presidents, they're your team, and I'm out, because I'm not a dork. So fuck that team. Meanwhile, fuck that, fuck that name. Hey, if we can get the Red Wolves in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's better than the Presidents. Okay, but you this morning you did say Washington FC would not be bad. You said that. Dude, relative to fucking pre the Armada, if they call them the Armada, what, what are they, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? The worst idea ever. Fuck that shit. Anyway, let's watch your shit. All right, every Monday we uh, put together a uh, <laughs> collection of obscenities. Wait, wait, hold on, let me see a show of hands. Who, I'm not saying these names are good. Who, as their number one choice, likes presidents? Yeah, get them up there. The Washington presidents. Get them up there, please. Let me see. All I right. can't see you. Is Show me one? your hogs. Is there Show one? No. Zero! I, I need proof. Can Mark shoot the... Can, can we... What do you think? What's your number one choice? Jake. Wait, yes. I... 
Commander, okay, I can live with that. Oh, look at Jay. Look at documentary. Commanders, you can yes. live with commanders? Red hogs, baby. Ashley's like, they should be the white chicks and spell it with a Y, not the letter I. <laughs> she did say that's her favorite movie. She literally goes, that's that's the peak of cinema. <laughs> white chicks. I was like, word, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many Delta <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, so we we uh, scour the globe, Luke, for the highs and lows, the good, the bad, the ugly, the in between, from combat sports and beyond. This is called. Have you seen this shit? <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> okay, uh, Luke. Um, you gave me true or false. You texted me about ideas for today's show, and the one thing you were like, no fucking Jake Paul. I did say that. Okay. Well, let's say we got Jake Paul in this segment. <laughs> oh, you fucking He tweets lizard. out a... Are you going to put it up here so I can see it or not? A day one MMA training video that showed him twice throwing out leg kicks. Luke, is this a teaser to the fans for the future? Well, Do this is a teaser care? to the next clip. Yeah. No <laughs> oh, oh wow. great. God. Can we... Any chance we can... Uh, there we go. All right. Yeah. I mean, these are just standard day one leg kicks. I mean... Okay, so this isn't anything more than it is. No, it's nothing. This is not him telling you. Because um, Scott he Coker might, did say... but this isn't a demonstration of any kind three of Three days ability. ago, Scott Coker said publicly we'd love to sign him for MMA. He might. I'm not... Listen, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but uh, no. These are just... These are nothing. All right. Well, let's wait till this conversation probably over. Yeah, these are... Th that's important, not this one. All right, boxing from Santa Fe, Argentina, Luke. You may have seen this earlier. Uh, featherweight Alexis Rubozio improving to 2-0. Yeah, I saw that. this like five seconds ago. Oh, so. God. You see that left yeah, hook, Luke? Yeah, left hook was. What round is this? First round, too? Yeah, Jesus. this is uh, no. Well, where did they get this guy? From the pizza parlor? Wow, <laughs> yeah. Is that the No, okay. Uh, let's see a replay of this, Luke. Hey, I know you were bagging groceries earlier today. Can you come uh, fist fight this dude? <laughs> If we can get an opponent who also can drive the Uber home, that'd be great. All right. Uh, there you go. Hey, Luke, um, there's all kinds of celebrity commercials on Instagram these days. Montana De La Rosa now has a, uh, a deal to selling bedside gun safes. Your thoughts, Luke? Um, this was a paid ad on her IG. Is this kind of hot or what? You know, he was uh, storming the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, yeah, he just saw the right? So he's yeah. all about about it. Yeah. Listen, gun safes are a good thing. I, it's a good thing. But I, usually, I, I didn't grow up with gun safes this way. We had a gun safe in the house that was put away, and it was locked and had multiple locks on it. I bet your dad had, like, old, like, weird rifles Step, that looked my dad like the Wild West. My stepdad had a bunch of guns. And, uh, oh, that motherfucker. And uh, he died. That's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he had ridiculous gun control safety. So, like... Putting it bedside for me, you know, that's a little bit, I don't I, that's not for me. Okay, what would be the line? Because, you know, we sold some products on this show before. Like, is there anything that you wouldn't sell? I mean, I'll hoard up for the checks. I doesn't, you know. I mean, if we, if, if, if Montana could reach out to them and say, hey, maybe MK could sell these bedside Yeah, I, I would go back on my, I don't know my personal <laughs> sell it. All right, hey, Luke, you're always saying that we like elder abuse. There's, there's a lot of talk that there's not enough. I don't enough, say we. I say you. There's a lot of talk that there's not enough child abuse on this show. So let's see how long this lasts, Luke. Can we, can we go pinata? full screen, please? Oh, no. That's one. This is always dangerous, Luke. I mean, you got to. Oh, wow. Okay. You uh, know what? That wasn't that hard. Luke, let's go to the UK. This is uh, some palace guards on the way back to our. To Wait, can you go back for one second? Hold on. I know you just started this, but please, just one second. Just roll this. Dude, children are fucking stupid. 
My daughter loves the swing, right? And I'll push her on the swing. I have to, when I push my daughter at the ball, uh, the, the park, I have to push her on the swing and I have to run interference for all the fucking moron children who think running in front of my daughter is a good idea when she's coming at them full fucking blast off the swing. Yeah, she's like Harold F- Howard. Dude, do you know how many kids I have sent into fucking orbit with my yeah, daughter, yeah. hunting them, just whoosh. Yeah. Get the That's fuck out of the way! All right, child abuse number two takes us to England, Luke. Watch these guards closely. Can we go full screen on this, please? Have you been to London? No, I can't wait. Watching the beef eaters do all this shit? I can't wait. You gotta corral your kids. Oh, he just just stepped on his hoe. Yo, he stomped on this kid. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that was like Allen Iverson over Tyree Luke. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Wow. Did he just score against the Lakers? What the fuck? Ugh. All right, let's go to the. Well, uh, they don't play around with that the shit. The indoor playscape, Luke. You, you ever talk to people who do? Uh, you're in the reserves. You ever talk to people who do? Uh, well, can we go unknown? full screen on this too? Hold on, I've seen this. <laughs> Have you? I sent this to you. The, you see the guys who look do at, look at the many, unknown soldiers. They'll do it. In look hurt. at many blasts. Yeah, no, oh. Dude, they'll do it in hurricanes. They'll do it. They don't. They don't stop at any time. Yeah, they're fucking. They're they're hardcore about it. Okay, uh, one more, Luke, on child abuse here. Uh, you got to watch doing these, you know, TikTok stunts. You can take one of the pills. Let me get right really to the ball quick. sack. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, he had it coming, though. That kid had it coming, right? Yeah, I mean, fuck that kid, right? Yeah, all right. Uh, Luke, luckily we still have some time in this show for elder abuse. Roll the tape. Here we go. Uh, senior citizens in virtual reality, Luke. It's the latest trend. <laughs> Dude, who was the fucking Oh, God. Oh, my God. You got to go full screen. The people Dude, deserve and this. the worst I mean, part is on. when you get old, have you noticed that old people, they fall. They, 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 old people have bad break falls. Do they not? Yeah, they, they don't, don't have no zippy break falls, bro. All right, yeah. uh, they got the worst break falls on earth. I know you may ask, what happens if old guys try uh, virtual reality? Oh no! Oh, oh no! no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God! Right? Uh, hey, Luke, I'll tell you the truth though. Dude, These, I'm gonna <laughs> give my dad one. Of these. <laughs> These old folks ain't much better on mopeds, Luke. I'll tell you that Dude, much. Dude, don't right? ever put. If they, are they stand? Oh <laughs> no, no. Dude, that's like watching Luca go over the thing into the. Oh wow! Yeah, that. yeah. That's, that's a, she got some saddlebags too. That hefty chick. <laughs> you know, once that thing starts veering off course, that's hard to keep on. Uh, so let's go to the next one. Luke, this is a Wendy, sir. I mean, come on, let's check this out. Can you blow this up? Is this a bachelor party at a fast food joint? Or are we just hanging out on Friday here? Dude, how is this not racist? <laughs> that is, um, that's, uh... How is this not racist? Yeah, that's not, that's not our, it's not our finest moment, Luke. Uh, let's keep it going. Luke, I think they call this a bean cock. Would you be interested, Luke? Oh, God, right? Yeah. I mean, it combines some of your favorite things of all time, but not, like, together, right? Yeah. Wow. You're the worst person right. in America. Hey, Luke, let's head on over to the voting booth ahead of November. Uh, can we zoom in here? I think this is called poll watching. <laughs> Just urinating all over the voting machine. This is what I think of democracy. Yeah, okay. Uh, hey, Luke, we won a big award. It's, you know, rightfully to celebrate here, celebrate the new year, celebrate your podcast award. Just be careful with, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you go full? you got to go full on this. I mean, the people just, look at her face afterwards, Luke. <laughs> it 
was this you at prom? <laughs> oh boy. Was, uh, she like, was, this, was this your date at prom? Uh, <laughs> you mean after the prom? Yeah. yeah. yeah wow. All right, Luke. Uh, let's go. How about some fighting here? A lot of talk about this Jujutsu move here. This reversal. Can I've you seen this? Can you break yeah. this down? I mean, basically, what he does is he kind. This is. Uh, Watch, he'll basically just reverse out of this by going backwards with his flip. He holds the head and then comes back around the other side. What do you call has, that? I don't know. I don't know. A dirty hooker? Sure. A dirty hooker. Yep, that's what they call that at all the mats. <laughs> Look, first, first rule in improv is, is, you know, never say no. Don't start out with a terrible joke. Okay, all right. Uh, hey, let's go over to, uh, we love old guy fights in MMA, but I'm not sure about this, Luke. What yeah, is what this? The? Fuck oh, is, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> Look at the tats on that guy, right? Can what you... the fuck is this, man? Is this some Squid Game shit? I don't they know. Fight they fight to get out of their like the cell phone bill. <laughs> dude, that old man. Dude, again, again, the old people. Just zippy break falls. Uh, let's get some zippy. younger people in here. Let's see this uh, karate KO of the week, Luke. Dude, these are oh. oh wow, yeah. Dude, that was like oh. she just stopped in an exclamatory Dude, I'm way. Definitely Look. Team Eagle Fang. I know you're not watching Cobra Kai, Luke, but wow, that is great. The lives of teenagers are uninteresting. Yeah. Hey, let's play one with some volume. Did you see Drunk Canelo doing karaoke with F1 driver Max Verstappen? Yeah, Verstappen. <laughs> He is feeling it. Is he Tom Brady level drunk right there? Not quite. Not quite. They, like, they didn't have to hold him up. I was born for this. Get fucked up. Right? That's yeah, really he was, what he said. He was, he was doing close talking drunk, which yes. is the stage before that. Yes. All right. Hey, Luke, uh, the Houston Rockets, is a true story, have offered a new delicacy, jumbo mac and cheese dog with Fruit Loops and bacon. Would ya? Jumbo mac so and cheese. It's a hot dog, dog with mac and cheese. And they put mac and cheese, bacon, and Fruit Loops on it? It's kinda it's kinda interesting, right? No, I'm not. No. Mm -mm. No. I've not. I've eat, I, I don't know. Mm -mm. <laughs> Just like you like contemplating anal. You're like, well, you know. <laughs> I'm like that, that, that fat chick is like, mm. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. All right. Hey, Luke, how about some drunk chicks, right? That always that, that that's a people pleaser. That's what that's what they came. Let's for. go to the diving board. Oh yeah, <laughs> into the drink. I mean, that's easy, right? You know, she's had the time of her life. Dude, this is the show that again. She never this felt is, this, this way This is before. the official summer of White Claw, right here. There it is. There it is. Uh, nobody, Luke, puts baby in a corner, and nobody gives baby CTE either, Luke. Oh, they keep doing this one. Yeah, they keep doing it. They just it. don't They're... ever fucking learn. Have fun on the pavement. Biatch! Oh, <laughs> oh get no. naked. Yeah. Get that's... naked. That reminds me of that scene in Better Off Dead in the uh, in the cafeteria when that chick's on roller skates. You know what I'm, you know what I'm going with Nope, this? sure don't. All right, uh, let's go to... Uh, uh, Luke, this isn't me breaking the... National League record by sneaking six cans of Budweiser into the 2000 um, NLCS Mets Cardinals, but this is. Um, How have I not married this person? Yeah, that's that's three bottles. That's impressive. What's the most you've ever shoplifted? It's size, not not in terms of. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, that's this. I don't, you know. I, I took a two-liter bottle once in a winter coat. Uh, I thought you were going to have a real story, like, you know, I stole a diamond bracelet. Wait, I think I held it up at gunpoint. <laughs> My wife's wearing it now, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Hey, balloon art of the week. Luke, you can see anything on the subways these days. You sure can. Blow it up, please. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> Let's fuck. <laughs> I think it says fuck all day, Luke. I think that's actually what it says. Is that what it says? Yep. Yeah, I don't have my glasses. I what party did he get those at, Luke? Well, it, it looks like it's a little bit of arts and crafts. Um, is there The best part is, what's the bodega that sells this? Do you think street people have, like, orgies? I've seen condoms in the street. We've talked about this. All right. Uh, Luke, there's nothing like a good deadlift fail. Let's bring that back into the uh, rotation here. Can you blow it up? That's not a deadlift. Well, he's dead, Luke, so <laughs> you can call whatever you want. Oh, God. It looks like he's trying to power clean. Yeah, he, he won't be producing children after that, Luke. Yeah, but you know what? When you're a moron, you shouldn't. So okay. fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Hey, Luke, uh, you know, the holidays. These are like mini Darwin Awards, you know? Did you hear the fireworks go off New Year's Eve? My neighborhood had fireworks go off. Yeah, I have dogs. They were fucking running to the basement. All right, here's a bottle rocket from the balcony. Let's listen to this. Huh? You, know, you gotta be courteous to me in celebration sometimes. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Hey, let's commit arson. Yeah, remember we saw something similar to that when we were filming on the rooftop with Chuck and that, that old guy was watching porn on the big was, screen over there? People you know? think we're exaggerating. No, he was watching pornography. No, the same I know, thing happened. I know because I was watching pornography <laughs> yes, through his yes. window. Uh, let's close with this, Luke. You ever play the game called Find the Pickle? No. All right. You got to be careful. You may get a little on Who you, is Luke. this road Scholar? Oh. <laughs> is there anything worse than a face full of pickle juice, Luke? Who is this MacArthur Genius <laughs> Grand winner? Hey, could your uh, face be redder, you fucking lush? Who, Jesus. me? Or yeah, her? look at her. All right, because, uh, yeah. This, this Why don't you drink more? Good Lord. Uh, Luke, that's all the shit I got this week. What, fairly good, fairly good. Huh? Not bad. Not Better bad. than last week's, for sure. Right. Uh, odds and ends. What do you got for odds and or ends? I did, Luke, and I thank you and everyone that supported me, including all the Morning Combat fans out there, made my Showbox debut yeah. this past Friday. Uh, thank you. It was a successful one. Uh, Showbox went down in Orlando. Can't wait for the next one in February, but we did see in the main event, Luke, Dominican prospect, as we mentioned earlier, Luis Nunez, remain undefeated. Luke, he calls himself the twist and comes out to Chubby Checker, yet he's 22. Something's missing there. Some, there's a disconnect there. Unless he just likes the classics, right? I haven't listened to a word you've said. All right. Well, I think our staff have picked what they, what they deem to be the greatest clip of the evening. Let's go to that now. Is this where you tell people you're happy about 9-11? Brian, good to have you with us. Nice job tonight. Thank you. The virgin trip for Brian Campbell here on Showbox. Look at your fat face. Well, Luke, uh, as Barry said right there, a, uh, a virgin no more, Luke, okay? So I don't know who popped that cherry there on the staff on uh, Friday, but uh, it was great. And I, Luis Nunez could be something. Did you see the main event? Did. So he was kind of, he was dominant, but not really going the for it. And then he was the other round. guy was a little overmatched. Let's see the so highlights here. to tell. The other guy was, but the other guy had balls, and he was pushing it. And look at Nunez there in the blue. Uh, this is in... Yellow is, hair, yeah. Yeah, this is early on in the fight. Um, you know, maybe we can get the knockout loaded up. I don't know. Hey, there's some part of the... Oh, there's the end. Oh, we celebrate. Right. Oh, here we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, okay, there it is. Round 10, yeah, it was a 10th round We stoppage. were like, you know, he kind of needs something. <coughs> he needs something. 
He needs something. Uh, and we didn't show the punch that hurt him. All right. Well, we had a good run here, Luke. But uh, it was exciting. And he's looking a little Gamboa-like. Remember Yuri Yorkis Gamboa back when he could mm-hmm. when he could fight? Like, mm-hmm. Cuban guy, although he's from the Dominican, has the requisite boxing skills but just loves to go after it. Yeah. So a fun fighter to watch. And look, Barry Tompkins, dude. Rocky five, Rocky four. I mean, come on. You know, the... the he called There's Hagler Hearns. He There's called Hagler Leonard. He's still calling fights. Uh, for mine, very quickly, I will just tell you that Dean Lister has made the ADCC Hall of Fame. The reason why this is relevant is the 2003 Absolute Gold winner is uh, the first American to ever make it in. Um, as you might recall, as I mentioned, he won gold in 2003 in the Absolute Division. He returned in 2005 and beat Jean-Jacques Machado and claimed the Super 5 Championship in a tough match, took a break in 2007, competed again in 2009, and then in 11, he took home the gold medal in the minus 99 kilo division. So absolute division and a Super Fight champion, they put him in the Hall of Fame. So congrats to Dean Lister, a, um, a pioneer of grappling, certainly for the American side of things, and one hell of a champion. And is willing to kill John Jones on site, right? Dean Lister? Didn't they have a beef? Or who, no, who am I thinking of? Who said they would... Yeah, wasn't it Dean? I don't I'm think Dean Lister's ever up. had beef with Joe. Dean Lister? Who am I? Who am I thinking of right now that had that that run on IG where they're like John, like? Oh, Frank fight. Lester. Frank Lester and I confused that. Yeah. There you go. All Dean right. Lister's two a different completely people. Completely different. Two person, different people. Yeah. Thank you very much. I was almost getting people in trouble right there, Luke. <laughs> All right. Yeah, me. They're going to they're come around. Fired. They're going to be coming around with Anthony Smith looking for a receipt, Luke. Okay. All right, uh, BC. That was uh, today's show. Why don't we? You want to hint to the folks what we're doing the whole week? You know, well, not the whole week, but we're going to be filming an important resume review, looking at a uh, a big time UFC fight. The bosses said they, the bosses literally called me. This is a true story, and they said we want more resume reviews. So I said, okay, fine, we can. They're like, we want you if you can, to through bad karma and and you know sorcery manipulate the results of these main events. Yes. You know, they're like, we got a lot of money. We're willing to put down whoever you guys, uh, in, you know. So, uh, so we're gonna do that. We got some other stuff we're gonna try out for you guys. So, should sure, we f- do in like a room service diaries? And we don't do that anymore. I think we need to. I brought my camera equipment. Oh, yeah, I think we need to. Okay. Because we didn't do one for like the last like three trips, yeah. and everyone was kind of on our ass about it. So, um, uh, so anyway, we'll do that probably as well, and a bunch of other stuff. So stay tuned, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. And we're in the new fucking studio. How loyal are these gains right here, right? This is pretty fucking loyal, man. I gotta say, this is nice. Although there's there's been like an you know, I don't always mean to make it you against me, but there's been an yeah, uprise do. of people DMing me going, hey, man, been watching the show a long time. Luke looks ready to go. He looks like he's got one foot out the door. No, And I I'm like, not. that's sort of who Luke is, right? Yeah, His default not. is to be uncomfortable and give the impression, I might leave your ass. You know? I only have that impression when there's nothing to talk about. It's like Jake Paul and no fights. It's like, I don't, you know, what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, but when wow. the fights are back on. Shout out to DC with this, right? So Luke, 51st state. I had no idea what this flag was. See, like, we don't have, I don't have a Naugatuck, Connecticut flag in my house, you know what I mean? I don't have a New Haven County flag. Like, we don't give a shit about that. I could be mistaken, but I believe that either George Washington designed this flag or George Washington's plans for the city were that the That means it's inherently racist. Um, but this is the flag of D.C. This is what's tattooed on my arm. So, yeah. What would you do, though, if, if, if you did find out that this flag was directly, unmistakably racist. Probably gonna cover up. No big deal. I'm not like these UFC fighters who have like Nazi tattoos and they're like, I'm not getting that covered up. It's part of who I am. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Luke, did anyone come to your steps on January 6th? 
Homeless people looking to lift anything? No, but there was lots of sirens that day. Oh, there was. 24-7, there was nothing but police sirens and ambulances. All right. I hope most of our viewers are safe. They're fine. Uh, Okay, well, that's it for us. So what's the the pitch here? Showtime.com, 30-day free trial. If you like it, you can keep it. If not, you can go pound sand. Yeah, we have a really good uh, clothes that you can wear at uh, morningcombat.store. I think we didn't plug anything at the top of the store. No, we should. I mean, it's it's great. I I wear this stuff all the time. Could you speak to the quality of our merch? Pretty high. I, in fact, I brought. In fact, most people that that do the merchandise for us are pretty high too. So that's it yeah. Plays. And then you always call them names like uh, R J Grundlesucker. Mm. <laughs> I just call him Raymond. Is that you again, Raymond? Raymond. No, it's not Raymond. Uh, it's so not Raymond. check out the clothes there at morningcombat.store. Uh, morningcombat at gmail.com is the email for Dead Wrongs on Friday <clears throat> and fan subs on Wednesday. Will Jay Aaron make an appearance on st- in studio this week? I certainly hope not. Certainly hope not. <laughs> For what? Like, what, what would he do here besides get in the plug, way? Plug his stuff, probably. Hey, everybody, I wear white frame sunglasses because I'm interesting. <laughs> God. Is he the Steve Let's Urkel? Let's go blow guys in the alley. Would what? you say he's the Steve Urkel of Morning Combat? Yeah, Urkel right? Urkel was charming. Yeah, but Screech like the real person, like Dustin Diamond, like the guy who's getting <laughs> knifed and shit, you know. Sorry, Jay, you're the Dustin Diamond. Yeah, he's the du- he's not the Screech. He's the Dustin Diamond. Wow. The actual flunky. I could see him being like the third Menendez brother. Was there a third Menendez brother? No, but I I could see him being that guy. Like yeah, okay, he achieved more than his brothers, but he's still you know. All right. Um, <laughs> For Mocha, for <laughs> sorry, for would you showtime. prefer my line of Alec Baldwin jokes? Would you prefer that? Hey, Alec Baldwin, nice to see ya. <laughs> we can't recover from that. Are you kidding me? You're the worst person in America. All right, well, for Brian Campbell, I'm Luke Thomas. Thank you so much to everyone who made the new set possible. We love it. It's great. We'll tinker with it. We'll burn it. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday, but we got a lot of stuff we're shooting in between now and then. So until then, may all of your gains be. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.